This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Now strings into the final hour of the area code with Zek Twala and Preeting Wayne. Now 12 minutes after 11 and we've got a special guest in the building. Yes, we do, don't we? Mm-hmm. I think we've long anticipated this very moment. Um, we'll be talking about uh, ancestral um, realm and we're specifically zooming into once again yeah. um, inheriting the opposite sex of... Um, your ancestors, mm-hmm. you know, um, as a woman, you find Uguti, they are ancestors, um, they are people that inherit um, the, this gift, and you find that you need to address them as umkul, ah. and yet it's a female, you know. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to understand in the third and final hour of Area Code, and it's officially the last Wednesday, wrapping it all up um, of August, in the month of August. Mm-hmm. And it's such um, amazing topics, specifically because we've been under the same bracket, you know, yeah. we've moved from your testosterone levels, we moved to um, transgender and then we went on to menstrual mm-hmm. cycle. Also, inviting men into the conversation and yes. saying, why do they not know what menstruation is and how can they help? Mm. How can we further educate them? Now, today we are joined by Ugogo Dineo Ndlanzi, who is uh, celebrated as a Sangoma spiritual teacher, life coach and a professional African storyteller, poet, writer, dancer and facilitator. So many Thing. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> you know when you want to ask, what are you not? Yes. Um, if I can just say on a broader scale, this is like maximizing mm. on every single opportunity, and I love it for South Africa. Kokodinewa, welcome to Area Code. Togoza, Togoza, thank you. Togoza. What is the appropriate way to greet you? Or However to address that makes you? sense to you, I just like Togoza because uh, it's it's a jubilant salutation. So. What do you mean, jubilant salutation? I mean, Togoza. Yeah. You know, what do you understand Togoza to be? Um, Happy. Happy. Jubilant. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So when I say it's a jubilant salutation, and when I say Togozan, it means I don't just greet all of you in the room. I also greet the people that you work with. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I, I don't mind how, p- even when people call me, you know, I'm fine. Mm. Um, but I just, I think I, I wanted Togoza and Togoza Goko mm. because I needed to change mindsets around um, the work that we do and who mm-hmm. we are as African spiritual healers. So I became intentional about Togoza Goko mm. so that people don't feel off when one is greeted and such because mm. we have really lost a lot of understanding around how we do things and why we say things. Yeah. And um, we've become, um, I think, moved away from the essences of certain things. Mm. But the more we do it and the more we have positive connotations Mm. to the greetings, to the name Gogo, then people can fully then embrace it. Don't you find it, uh, while we're still in the greetings, don't you find it rude to call you Dineo by, like, say, a youngster calling you by name? Because as a black person, it's quite rude to call someone by their names. Well, you know, I'm... I try to be aware of what is it that you are triggering in me. Okay. Right? Because is it because you're disrespecting me or is it because you have no any other way except mm. to address me as Dineo? Okay. Because we also don't grow up in families that would teach us those things. Mm. So I can say I rather than finding it rude than see it as an opportunity to teach. Mm. I rather say, no, please call me Coco Dineo or Auntie Dineo. So uh, I don't become offended, but I see it as a moment of teaching. So mm. even when children call me, they either call me Mama Gaspusiso or by one of my children's names or they call me Auntie Dineo or Coco Dineo. But I find it also overwhelming to be always called Coco Dineo because Coco Dineo is my work. You know, so if I'm seen as Coco Dineo, then I need to show up as Coco Dineo every day, all day. Mm. And I can't show up as Coco Dineo. 
you know, mm. because Coco Dineo is the spiritual teacher. Coco Dineo is the person that you were introducing on air right now. Mm. But I'm also Dineo. But mm. Dineo is an elder to anyone who's younger than me. Then there are preferences, you know. Mm. And, um, yeah, because we can easily get offended. But yeah. sometimes people don't know. And we are the teachers that we are seeking. So let's teach our young ones to say, no, because my kids are not allowed to call el- uh, people older by their names. Their names, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And actually, everyone is called Coco and Kulu. Because <laughs> that's the names we use all the time, yeah. yeah. You know, but Mkoko and Kulu just means elder and the wise elder, mm. so that's what it is. Mm. Hmm. Okay, Coco, do you know before we get carried <laughs> away? <laughs> you know, it's such beautiful teachings to actually learn about Togoza and uh, the introduction to it. Now, let's talk about the introduction to a calling. Um, in what specific way does one actually find out that they have a calling? You know, I like this kind of questions because how we've been <laughs> programmed is to be cognitive thinkers. And yes. when you look at spirituality, it's quite complex. So things don't appear in a linear sense where you can say, step one, I found out I had a calling when this happened yeah step two then this happened and step three then this happened um it doesn't work like that for for a lot of people is that there has to be a pattern of a discourse that you've had from since when you're young so mm. what we call an awakening i call it an awakening because i like somewhat um having a positive connotation to experiences mm-hmm. because how we perceive and think about things creates our reality so versus that suffering i'd say awakening moments so what has been your lifelong standing issue right mm-hmm. so i'll speak for me for example my long life standing issue has been that i've always been an intelligent child mm. i've always worked hard and i've always give, given my best but i wouldn't get what i give in mm-hmm. right mm. and that started to help me question and i was a committed um dedicated christian at the time mm. and i questioned god even to say hey, but i go to church and i i pay my dues and mm-hmm. i'm a devoted christian and i work hard i love i mean i i, I was hardly ever in trouble as a child Child. So I wasn't a naughty child. I never went to a Maastricht Pesh. We, you didn't, you didn't. I was so you must be the favorite. <laughs> you must yeah. be the favorite you know, child. At, at school, I was, I, I mean, I was loved by my teachers, but hated by my peers because I strived for education and I grew up in Alex. So I knew that I didn't, my life was not meant to be uh, no you know, no, I knew that my life was outside of Alex. This life that I was succumbed to, I knew that there was better. I always knew, even though I wasn't exposed to better, but there was something in me that knew better. But it, despite what I was told mm. by the teachers and by society that if you work hard, if you go to school and you get a good education, you will be X and X. I just, things never seemed to come right for my life. Mm-hmm. So things would always fail without explainable reasons. Uh-huh. So what? how do we connect that to people who have a calling is when they have unexplainable um, experiences that science fails to explain and mm-hmm. um, that society fails to explain when something just goes amiss with your life, mm-hmm. right? Here I am, I know I got my straight A's and I wanted to go to vets, but somewhat my application just seems to disappear. Yeah, It's not even about not having the resources for registration. When, pecu- you know, things that are unfamiliar and yeah. there's no explanation, some people would, would say that I've, 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 I know I passed, but I still, I cannot seem to get my my matrix statement or my matrix certificate, yeah. which is what happened to me, by the way. Mm. So yeah. I, my, I, I, I did my matric in an American school. 
So when I had to get it, it just disappeared in the mail. We couldn't find it. It took me six months for it to come to South Africa. And the Americans in the South African educational system, we don't do the same school year. Yes. So our school, the school year starts in August. So it means that by the time six months later, I was way off to apply for varsity anyway, because they were waiting for my final results for admission. Yeah. So when those unexplainable things are starting to happen, understand that chances are you might have the calling. Then you've got a manifestation of, of what we call calling symptoms, right? Um, that would be medical. So let's look at the medical symptoms. Like uh, people will say migraines, but it's not a migraine. It's a persistent headache that has you paralyzed that you cannot function. Mm. So you can't even eat or drink or sleep. So And you've tried anything else and it doesn't work. Mm. Uh, BEPS are common, and, and let's be clear, indigestion also causes BEPS. But the indigestion BEPS and the ancestral BEPS, you differ them in this way. When you are BEPing and the discomfort is not in your physical body, in your biology, mm-hmm. it's just maybe a condition because like, oh my God, BEPing is so rude, I mm. need to say yes. excuse. But it just comes out. It's just clean air. Then you know it's ancestral. But when you feel like it's bitter and it's, just, it's got acidity, then you know that you are... You are indigestion. <laughs> You know? So, like, I'm going to pep anytime, anywhere in this conversation. And I know that, I, I mean, I actually need a mascopas on my way here. <laughs> anything and drink water, right? Mm. Um, so when relationships seems to fail, you know, mm. intimate relationships. And I like it when people move out of varsity and they get, they hit in their mid-twenties and they're looking for stable relationships. Mm. That's when they realize they have a calling because they go through a bad breakup. And they can't understand. Somebody called off uh, the wedding or they broke off an engagement yes. or lower life didn't happen. And this is your love of your life. You met them adversity. So what's going on? You know, uh, what happened here? And you realize you've always had the calling because you struggled. You know, you were smart, but you would, you would pass out in class mm-hmm. or you, that you know, um, you see, I'm an 80s child, so I'm, I'm trying to think, what, what do they write on? Because they used to write on chalkboard. <laughs> so the chalkboard will be blurry. Look, we've gone or, digital Yes, now. we've gone digital, right? <laughs> so uh, I know my kids with online learning, I'm like, exactly. <laughs> we used to write on chalkboards, not on iPads. So with, those, with, with relationship failings, unexplainable medical conditions, right? That would okay. And the big thing is that pay attention to how has your life been? Mm. from when you realize you are alive. Mm. And what do I mean at that? Around the ages of five, right? Because even your birth itself speaks and tells a story. And that's why Africans are so spiritually intelligent because we read into everything. So when you say you have a calling, you don't come to me with a headache and I conclude it's a calling. Mm. I look at a collective of experiences elements, diseases which have appeared in your life over a period of time mm-hmm. that determines your calling. I mean, mm. one important one that I say to people, even when they told they are called, but don't experience is dreaming. Mm. Right? So dreaming is kind of like a gateway to the spirit world. It's Young, the yes. language of spirit. Yes. So if you are not dreaming, but you are told you are, co- you are called, then how are you then expected to connect to the world in which is calling you? Mm, so you- right? So you need to start by 
you know, either building a relationship with your ancestors or getting that world activated mm. because dreams are incremental. I mean, we see right now with the thing of the colleague, it looks like everybody we are twice again. <laughs> yes. I, was, I was getting there. I was, I was getting, getting there. there. You know, um, I heard <laughs> do you I need to have about... this on? It feels weird. It's fine I, if you don't want to have it on. I never, do, I never do radio interviews with this on because I need to listen to myself as I speak. It's okay. okay. It's, yeah. okay. It's, all right. all right. it's okay. You know, you're talking about um, your education life and how you were a perfect child and also Christianity being a part of that. Yeah. Now, let's talk about society, the community at large, and how you maneuvered your way around them and made sure that they understand the different journeys that you're transitioning into. Um, I mean, I think for me, you know, when you feel like you've had enough, like, I, I think I got to Hatful. a point, um, <laughs> I got to a point where I was, uh, no, my, my stream has paused because I was trying to also stream. I guess network is not good in the building. So I got to a point in my life where... I was like, no, 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 man. I've, I've ticked all the boxes. What's really happening? What's really going on? And I was in, in the middle of my theology studies mm -hmm. because I wanted to get into ministry because I was good as a teacher yes. or as a preacher. And I think some of my, you know, eloquences and articulations were crafted in the church. And that's why I can speak so well. Mm. So, and my arts background, because I'm a performing artist. Yes. So, and I was like, I need to understand who this God is really. Right. And this was after a provocation by a Rastafarian man. And I tell the story all the time about what kind of God I believe in and why God doesn't look like me. I found that as blasphemy. I found that as offensive, but it was so uncomfortable that it, it put me on a journey to really then start to question mm -hmm. everything that I was taught at church, everything I was taught at home to really understand who was I as an African, because here I am. I do know I'm black because my skin tone is that way brown, by the way, but, uh, but who is then what is, what is, you know, what is my, my genetics? And mm -hmm. that's when I learned about men. So I went mm. on a learning quest and I started having conversations with God. Mm. And I said, if you really do exist, you need to start giving me some straightforward answers because I'm not going to go around in cycles and devoting my life to you. Yet I'm struggling because I struggled, you know, yes. I mean. I was, I mean, I got kicked out of the school because of my mental illness. I was, I almost lost my buzzery at the American school because I, I was diagnosed with mental lobe, temporal lobe epilepsy. Oh, yes. Uh, but I didn't have epilepsy. Bing <laughs> <laughs> But that's the Science. only diagnosis they could get. And I remember uh, going to Helen Joseph. And just the creepiness of the hospital buildings and being asked questions. I had no answers to why are you hearing voices? What are the voices saying? And at, you know, at my young self, how do I articulate the complexity? And when you and say the, young self. Yeah, I was, I was 17. Hmm. Right. And here I was programmed as a Christian and it is a programming. Absolutely. Because you're not supposed to hear anything. You're not supposed to see anything. You know, you, you're supposed to just believe everything. Mm. <laughs> that's what religion does so it was quite frightening for me and I just said no but I keep on hearing people talking and they're telling me things and yes at the time it felt like the things what they were telling me were harmful because also remember when you're hearing ancestral messages when you are hearing when you're a hearer right when you're hearing them when you have to speak them out your own pre-understanding of things and preconditioning also comes into part. That's where they say the story changes as it gets narrated over and over mm. again. So as I was trying to articulate and express the things that I was experiencing, I would only express those things in a language that was familiar to me. So it became scary. 
Mm. You know, because it was like, why is this deep voice talking in my head? But this was the male and sister that is I'm working with, or the male and sisters <laughs> that I work with. Mm. Or why am I hearing them saying, you have to run? I'm like, run where? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but imagine that in the middle of the night, um, when you're coming out from a club and it's just a voice saying you have to run. You know? It's crazy. <laughs> or when you, when, when, I mean, I was in boarding school, right? And, and then I would feel like screaming and shouting. And I do believe that, um, you know, had, if science understood African psychology, mm. it would really benefit mainstream psychology. Because I, I do understand that because of the gift, I've experienced a series of traumas, which is what I said earlier on. What is your suffering? I've experienced a series of traumas born in Alexandra, you know, towards the end of apartheid, experienced sexual assault and a whole mm. lot of forms of, of violence that most women succumb to in townships. Um, so mentally and, and I guess psychologically and emotionally, there was distress as well. But had they understood that Dino is probably distressed, traumatized child, but a called child too. Mm. Can you imagine that a collective intervention yes. and the type of person society would have of me? I mean, it had a greater person after all, yeah. but it, it took a lot of work for me to get to where I am because you find that a lot of gifted people, even past their training, they become worse off than they were because the trauma that occurred prior to them taking the journey of becoming Isangoma was not addressed. The process of initiation of being Isangoma is traumatic on its own mm. because you are taken out of a world of the familiar into a, a world that's quite unfamiliar because mm. we don't have classes from grade one where it's like, let's speak about Ugupala. Ugupala. Yes. So let's speak about Impep. So that is traumatic because you are being invited into a world of and of the unfamiliar and you might have grown up with a different belief system and you feel like I'm forced into this belief system because there's no any other way. I keep on failing. I need to pass. I'm applying for work. I can't get a job. My relationship. So sometimes people do it out of desperation mm. and the desperation on, on itself, it's a trauma response. Yeah. You know, you mentioned during your, um, the storytelling that you inherited a male ancestor. Yeah. So we just want to know specifically when it comes to that, when you inherit a different or an opposite sex, uh, how does it play out? Does it have uh, a pattern behavior in terms of the way you behave? Okay. A pattern difference? And also looking at maybe internally, testosterones maybe, is there also an imbalance or is it just something different compared to that? So when we say inherited, you know, sometimes when we translate words from uh, our indigenous language mm. into English, I don't think it's an inheritance. Okay. Meaning actually, then you have been possessed by meaning the spirit or that that made so for me majority of my ancestral guides or the ones who have come with the gift are male but ironically as well is that the dominant spirit is female mm. right and i've been learning that over the past two years that the queen that rules it's a female it's a she but it feels like i needed to have the males show up first and also the males showing up was a way to protect me from the toxic masculinity that i've experienced growing up i spoke about experiencing abuse as a child mm -hmm. then i did somewhat adapt a masculine demeanor as a way of protection so mm. when i walk on the street near bamba i still do <laughs> so it's, i don't know how to <laughs> right and when i speak i still have certain masculine mannerisms you know mm. but i understand that 
it was a I and I could have easily thought I am a you know I'm I'm not heterosexual mm. you know and I always say to people I'm heterosexual now I don't know because I believe I evolve I don't know I can never say that tomorrow I fall in love with a woman and I'm like hi but I said and yeah. that's what the gift of spirituality is is that nothing gets cast in stone but you've got you know certain principles that are governing and guiding you so that you're not then doing everything and 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 killing in the name of spirituality and hating in the name of spirituality so when i also believe that they themselves who possess us are also wounded and seeking healing through us. Mm. So when we experience ancestral, uh, the calling, we're not only healing us, but we're healing a lineage of our ancestors. Because I'm realizing his own pain, you know, his own torture and torments, the betrayals he had to experience. And I look at how my life outplayed itself and the betrayal and the torture I had to experience. So by healing me somewhat i'm also healing them and by healing them then i'm allowing for my divine feminine to emerge mm. so it becomes complex because when you begin the journey you don't know how to separate yourself from all of these things and sometimes you can't it's about how do you find synergy mm. and a dance you know between your masculine and your feminine because even in our nature we are both female and male we've got testosterone and estrogen it yes. depends what is more dominant and that's why a heterosexuality is no longer a thing for everyone because they might be born of a particular sex but mm. then because of not only uh, their hormones but other things then they 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 present themselves as something else you know yeah. and i see that a lot in 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 our work as um izangoma but the danger becomes when people do not truly want to own up to their sexuality at a you know ah. when people don't want to truly own up to their misbehaviors i'm an alcoholic i'm like ah, gulu, hold up gulu. Mm. this is my liver <laughs> <laughs> um, and i do i mean I, I i really drink i'm not a drinker i'm not a so when, when i have sometimes i have to ask it to say no because it's my body that's gonna take it all yeah so I, I I want people to also understand Guti. In Lozi world, there's no gender. Mm. Gender, no, gender constructs yeah. do not exist. We have created them for our human conceptualization of identities. Yes. But it's really not, it doesn't exist. Because it was in our care to because, oh, yeah. You're a female, so I'm going to go to you. You are seen as befitting to be a holder and a vessel for the gift which is being passed on you. And by the way, this is a conversation for another time. I believe we created soul contracts with our ancestors and agreed to get getting the gifts and the calling. So when we are suffering, we are being reminded of what we are failing to honor. Because mm. remember, before we are born, we are spirits. So at spirit, we understand the ultimate truth. So we make all these agreements. And yeah, when I do not agree to the calling by the age of 21 I would like to experience this incident or this mm. mis misfortune as a reminder of what I said um, we all are here, we are all are called mm. we all are going through Ugutuasa process because some people will say so does it mean we are all going through by our own life experiences but when you are gifted to heal other you cannot say i am gonna just self i'll be self-made it means you need a mentor you need somebody who can hold space you need somebody who can actually help you put things into perspective so what do i mean because we don't all trust her to become 
uh, healers of the other. We just toss her to heal our own lineage and ourselves. Mm. But we don't toss her to be... But when you're saying, I'm going to heal other people, who's going to help you be accountable to the practice itself? Because I see a, a trend again of people, I'm in a bayang toss but the next thing you want to be a, a train of other people. But you are never trained by other people. So mm. why do you want to train other people? So it's the same way as that you can never say I am a doctor if you didn't study medicine. Yes. You can have a natural incarnation, intellect of understanding biology. I think that's also a skill I have because I understand biology. Some, But I cannot claim and say I'm a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. I have to go through because there's a vetting process that qualifies me as such. Mm. So similar to those who are saying they're going through a process, do not qualify somebody has to qualify you as such because you went through a process of training and initiation and let me explain initiation it's a rebirth shedding off the old yes and as a healer part of your work is to actually deconstruct your false sense of identity ego that's why you go through Gutuasa. So even when you're working as a healer, you're not self-serving. You are working for the betterment of the collective. So those who I find that bias twasis or batamatlus, bias they then become quite pompous, you know? Even mm-hmm. the, the people who go a person for three months, I don't subscribe to three months and I've said that because the first three months is an adjustment of your new life as an initiate. Yes. So, but they come out as, it's the ones who will always see, I'm so powerful, my muti and my processes and I'm the, you know, they become quite arrogant and egotistic and self-serving, then it doesn't meet the requirements of you of being healer because healer is facilitator. And you know as a facilitator, you hold space. Then how do you hold space for others if it's about I? Mm. I'm going to quote you here. You said when someone is dreaming, that's when you communicate with the spirit world. And you say in the Lozi world, there is no, there is no gender. gender. Yeah. There's no gender, race, color. Then why then there's Gogo not... Um, um, I hardly hear Mkulu in the Lozi people. It's always I, and I, I think we need to be honest and I'm going to take credit. I made Gogo happen. Okay. Because when I started with this credits. work, yeah, no, I'm telling you, <laughs> I made Coco happen, you know, because I think that's part of my healing, actually. Because yeah. one of the things is I always, because I'm so fearless of, I don't, I, hey, but I made Coco happen because when I went, my first interview, I was asked, how do they refer to me? And I said, please refer to me as Coco Dino and Lanzi, mm. right? Then, and then the more, and then the more I occupied media, main, uh, mainstream media, yes. the more Coco became, then everybody can now say I'm Coco so-and-so. We'd only hear of traditional doctor uh-huh. or traditional healer. We would never hear somebody, I, I made the title. Yes. No, I didn't uh, initiate the title, I just make the title more acceptable and that people can carry themselves. There are Mkulus as well. So for people when they come to to my, when they come and experience my work as a Sangoma, they refer to me as a Mkulu, not Gok. Yeah. So the teacher is Goko Dineo, but the, 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 the healer that I, the, the, I mean, the, the forefront man is Mkulu. So pe- my patients refer to me as Mkulu, most of them. And my ancestral kids call me Baba. My grandchildren call me Mkulu. I even have a great-grandchild, so I'm a great-grandfather. <laughs> I'm old, eh? Yeah, no, you were speaking uh, about the 80s there. We heard you. No, but great-grandmother, I mean, great-grandfather in my 40s. But in the Lozi world, that, that's, that's, a, that's a high accolade to be a great-grandparent because it means that you've got your own village now, you mm. know, or you've got your own bande. 
It's exciting, but it's also scary because you can easily change the rules and move away from the essences that keep the work together. Because for me, innovation is, in, is important because, I, you know, my work as well is I've innovated Bungom because mm. now everybody can have a show about it. People can record a single hit and call it Tilos Whereas before, it would be something that people would be afraid about. How is the market going to receive it? Yeah. Because our association to Lozi was demonic and was evil. So we need to be truthful about those things and give credit where it's due. And I wanted to go there. You know, you talk, you're talking about um, people hiding behind Ubungoma when it comes to their sexuality, people yeah. hiding behind um, Ubungoma because of their drinking yes. habits yeah. and also touching on how it has evolved since then. You know, it was known as a dark thing, you know, practicing. It was known as, you know, witches were also burned down because it was something that was yeah. familiarized as a dark thing altogether. Now, how do you then separate between people like that in life that hide behind Ubungoma to do what they want to do instead of just practicing in the right manner? Because you find that people will go to six different people to consult and yeah. get different things. And at the end of the day, you find yourself not doing the right thing um, yeah. when it comes yeah. to your instances. I think it's it's a two-way thing right because i always say to people your life is your responsibility and you can't put that responsibility in the hands of any practitioner and when you go for a consultation you are not signing up for a lifetime agreement to be working with that practitioner Mm. so the minute it feels uncomfortable get out walk away right and and when the healer starts to threaten you and tell you you're going to die and you don't know my people, then you know you actually it's good for you that you are gone. But you will still need to do work to protect yourself from any spiritual attacks. Um, so it's, 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 it's when people hide behind that, it's not only Zangoma, we all hide behind things and excuses as I just love my wine. But when your <laughs> wine, when you become your wine becomes your life, it's a problem. But we are a traumatized nation. And, and, mm. and that's why if you listen to me speak, right, I, I, I speak of the intersectionality of spirituality because you cannot speak of Ubungoma and not touch on mental illness. You cannot mm. speak of mental illness and not speak about uh, wellness and health because there's a lot of people who are biologically ill because of the thoughts they keep on replaying in their minds. Mm. We understand that anger, if, you, if unspoken and not processed, leads to rage. Rage is resentment. Yes. Resentment can get you cancer because cancer is healthy, your cells being attacked, like your healthy cells being attacked. Yes. And science sometimes sees it and sometimes doesn't want to see it. And then that's when we speak about metaphysics because metaphysics helps us think in, 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 in connections, in a, in, a, in a much more interconnected approach than in a singular approach. But that's why we are in quantum physics now and not in mechanical physics. We've moved away from Newtonian thinking, even a Bungomeni, we need to be quantum physicians, meaning that to see a patient as a complex entity. Mm. So when you're coming to me and you've got a calling i shouldn't just be excited about initiating you i should be curious about how do i restore you back to health absolutely yeah we've got nine minutes left with gogo dinawa drop us a whatsapp it's very tense in here what do you want to say we have a caller that goes by the name of papi papi good morning and welcome to the area code good morning ladies and how are you we are well what's your question for gogo dinawa Yes, firstly, I would like to say good morning, Dr. Dineo. How are you? Tell us, I'm good. I'm good, I'm good. So my question hey. is, it's usually based on curiosity, right? So, and I wouldn't go to bed uh, 
in a good mood if it wasn't answered. And it's mainly based on the process of reincarnation, right? And according to the Asian religion, they believe in reincarnation, which is basically, you know, the process of dying and being born again in a different body. And this process keeps on going on and on and on until a person uh, reaches liberation. And it is also said that uh, these people uh, who are in the state or in the cycle, they come back to try and fulfill the purposes that they wanted to fulfill in the past life. So would you say that uh, a calling is some sort of reincarnation, some sort of process of reincarnation? Because as, as you said earlier, that you can, be, you can have a calling and it would be a male ancestor or a female ancestor. Would you say that these ancestors are coming back just to fulfill a purpose that they wanted to fulfill initially? And then once they fulfill this process, they finally give chance to another ancestor. Okay, um, so I'm going to quote Maldome Petrisome, who is a West African spiritual healer, and he's the one that actually took African healing into the West. Mm-hmm. Um, that was part of his calling from his ancestors. He says, an ancestor is one who has all the spiritual intelligence, the know-how and the power to create, but yet had no body. So they are limited. And then we have the body, but sometimes like the spiritual intelligence because we then get trapped in the body and the mind and not deeply connect to the spirit. Mm. So uh, what the caller has just said, it's an end. It's a reincarnation and something else. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because if we just focus on a reincarnation, remember when the soul reincarnates and it fulfills its purpose, it departs. Mm. It's done. So when death occurs because that soul purpose has been fulfilled, it's painful to us because human beings are attached to attachments, yes. to physicality. So you, it's done, your, your purpose has been done. So does it mean when you twasa and you heal a particular ancestral wound or lineage, not necessarily be twasa to heal others, do you die? Not necessarily, you know, because it could be that you, it's you, you are yourself. Like I know I'm a reincarnated soul. I mean, I've just recently discovered that I've lived many lives and many of my lives, part of my torture was I was persecuted for being a healer. Mm. And I think that's why I've came uh, unapologetically as a Sangoma and would stand my ground on it because maybe this time I'm like, this ain't happening again. You know, and I'm not no, I'm not gonna stand it. Uh, so we need to understand that uh, we lived, we have lived many lives. But in 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 being shamans or healers, it means that we can also carry many other lives. Yes. So it is my soul coming forward, but I have space to allow for this soul to come to and this and this one to work, this ancestral spirit and this ancestral spirit. That's why I'm saying that let's not, I spoke about quantum physics and I said, let's not look at things from a mechanical thing because mm-hmm. you know, when we start to be, we can be so aware, I mean, no, so spiritually intelligent, but unwise, mm. right? Because wisdom is something different from intelligence. I agree with you. Right? I always say my definition of wisdom is that wisdom is cultivated through life experience and you cannot have it unless you've lived it. Yes. Okay. Whereas intelligence, you can sit in a classroom and consume and it. And inquire, yes. And you can read and consume it. And and, and for, for, for you to be, ext- to be deeply wise, you require both elements. So we can be intelligent, but in our intelligence, we can also be separating and th- see things as 
black and white, whereas spirituality is about black and white, not black or white, not male or female, is that I am a female and a male. I am both. And how do I dance with those two two energies of the masculine and the feminine? I mean, I came in pink today because when I was getting ready, because I prepare my clothes before that, I'm like, I'm going to go and fill the feminine. <laughs> <laughs> then I got, then I was not being directed. And the masculine in me was very present. And, uh. and, and that's when, when I came into studio, I needed to express, because I didn't appreciate that being misdirected, yeah. you know, because then I can't come and show up here. But by speaking it, I've released it, and here I am showing up in what I needed to show up. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's what is important for people. I'm just going to wrap it up with the last question. You know, you're talking about... Um, getting dressed and feminine side of you coming out and also being upset and then you've got Umkulu coming out. Hey. You know, I, I just want to say, where do you, how do you differentiate? How do you keep it, um, you know, the energy? Yeah. You know, you're coming into studio, you've said yeah. your piece and yeah. now you are you again and you are coming back and you yeah. are giving us Gogo Dinewo at her best and giving us all this information. How do you do it? How do you it's keep the balance? It's continuous work. I think we need to also start to prioritize soft skills work. You know, mm. I'm, I'm a big advocate of working on yourself as an asset you are building for for anything else in the future. Healthy relationship, productivity at work. You know, we need to prioritize working on ourselves because I can easily come here and project because I got triggered because it was uncomfortable. But I express I felt uncomfortable. But because I'm aware of what happened and what was going on, when I come here, I can say it and let it go. It's done. Mm. We're not going to speak about it again. But if I'm not aware, it sits in my energy field. Uh Then when it sits in my energy field, it becomes the rest of my day grumpy. Mm. And I cannot afford to have the rest of my day. Because by moving with this energy and then the rest of my day is miserable. Mm. So we need to do body check-in. Check-in with your mind, your heart. I woke up and I looked at something and Instagram triggered me. I journaled. For 30 minutes, I was writing my feelings down. This morning, journaled, journaled. And then I looked at the time. Already I'm ready to go. I'm like, okay, I have a time. I read a book. Then I after reading a book, I did a meditation. Self-care work is important. And self-care work is not doing your nails and eating nice food. <laughs> it's doing the hard work. Very important. And doing the hard work. And that's what you what you do. And that's how I've learned to work with the masculine me. Because you know, the masculine me was so brutalized and betrayed by his by his family. So he carries a lot of wounds. But I realized our wounds are quite similar because I've carried similar wounds in this lifetime. Yes. Mm. So as I heal, I'm able to say because I spoke to Gogo who picked me up and I said I didn't appreciate it but I could have said how dare you do that <laughs> do you know who I am <laughs> I am Gogo I'm quitting this interview and trust me it happens to me too I get those moments but I'm aware of what I'm feeling so I'm like it's not necessary thank you Dino. I can feel your frustration I acknowledge that the, the, the aspect of me that has so when I speak I speak with kindness and you know my words are impeccable not all the time but I'm doing the best and when I when I when I work on myself I do better and as I do better I mean as I work on myself I know better and as I know better I do better because yes. I'm, a, I, I'm a big advocate of being better versions of ourselves because we are all part of a society we are dreaming of. We need to change us. And if we don't change us, it's not going to change. Mm. <sighs> all right. So in the interest of time, that's how we 
wrap it up. I think I got more mental health yes. than what I was anticipating for. And it's nice to understand that, you know, even on the ancestral side of things, mental health is just a huge umbrella. Yes, it's, it's not very, just, very important. Yeah, I think, oh, wow, definitely a shout out to Gogo Dineo. That yeah. was amazing. Um, short-lived interview, but yep. it's time for us to get out of here. Thank you so much to Gogo Dineo for joining us. Um, maybe just lastly, where can people catch you on the socials? On the social, all my handles are Gogo Dineo, Nancy, but also, can I create a boundary? You do not DM me to ask me questions. You pay for my services. <laughs> now <laughs> you know. money talks. Yeah, no, it's not about money talks. It's about we need to value our lives. And we don't respect. value our yeah. lives. Yes. And, and respect that what I do is a profession. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Gogo Dineo. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. Or stream via www.varfm.co.za.